It's time for Speaking of Speaking, quick tips and tools to take you from stage fright to spotlight. This podcast gives you an inside look from the world of public speaking and speaking secrets you need to be bold from the stage, no matter what business you're in. The host of Speaking of Speaking, Carl Richards. Thank you, Matt. Yes, welcome to the Speaking of Speaking podcast. You know, it's not every day we have other speaker trainers join us on the show. Usually, though, we do have people who have something, some experience or expertise in other areas related to speaking or communication. But it's one of those opportunities, though, where we do have another speaker trainer who is joining us today. And we are so blessed to welcome Marla Press. She is a public speaking coach, a life coach, and art of presence teacher as well. She's passionate about helping you share your wisdom with the world from an authentic, powerful place, which is very important, especially in today's day and age. Marla takes beginning and experienced speakers, so not just newbies, but people who maybe have been speaking for a while, like me, who think they know it all, (laughs) but she actually uh, takes them from fear to fabulous, from perfection to connection, and from being a pretty good speaker to an extraordinary speakers. So if you want to promote your business, attract more clients and live the lifestyle you desire, then Marla Press is your coach. And we are glad that she is here today. Marla, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Carl. I'm so excited to be here because I love this topic. I'm so glad you have this podcast. Well, I'm I'm stoked that you're here. We can compare notes as we go to, you know, how do you do that? How do you do that? But no, it's very much a blessing to, to have you here on the show. You're a published author. You're a wordsmith. You work with words all the time, which is very important. Why are you so passionate about helping people with speaking? What's your why? Yeah. After so many decades, public speaking is still the number one fear, right? People are afraid of it more than going to the dentist, more than death. And some people feel like they're going to die if they have to put themselves out there because they don't want to risk judgment and rejection. It's just so common. In fact, I see so many entrepreneurs that have a great message and a great service, but nobody's listening because they're not speaking about it well enough. And then on the other hand, I see I work with executives that have spoken many times and they still get anxiety when they have to give a big speech. And sometimes they they even bore their audience or repel their audience, even though they're experienced and they have a great message. It's funny how that fear, regardless of your level of speaking, it's funny how that fear can really not only derail your message, but just hold you back from really being the... The, the leader or the speaker or the presenter or whatever it is that, you know, the business expert can really hold you back from being that, that person. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I work with mostly. It's, it's your presence, your energy, and all the psychology of speaking. So it's not like Toastmasters or a lot of other yeah. courses you can do. What is one of the biggest mistakes that speakers make on stage or on video that you've found in your journey? There's actually 10 that I talk about, but number one is worrying more about what you're going to say than how you say it. Because communication is only 10% the words you use. And words are important. And I'm a wordsmith. However, it is only 10%. It's 20% your tone of voice. And it's a whopping 70% your body language and the energy that you present with. And that's what I really focus on is that energy. 
So that's the the biggest mistake. But there's, is it okay if I go through a few of the other mistakes that I see so <laughs> sure. often? Sure, go through a few of the others. Why not? Okay, why not? So here's another common one. And, and we sort of um, alluded to this a few minutes ago, having your energy up in your head, which can make people, even experienced people, you see them, their chest gets red or their face gets red, or what you feel as a speaker is a lump in your throat. Mm-hmm. Why is that? It's because your energy is in your head and it's not throughout your whole body. It's stuck there. And so you get an actual physical lump in your throat when you go to speak. So I teach you how to get your energy out of your head and back into your body. And that's your internal energy. There's also your external energy, what's around you. And you also can master that. And here's what typically people do. They either shrink their energy so they they get kind of a meek voice and they're not they're not really having their body language open it's kind of closed down and it's so hard as an audience to to get to that person because they're so closed down or the opposite people project or spill their energy and they're all over the room and they come out like this and they're hey here I am blah 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 and they think this is going to you know excite people which it does for a little while but then what i find is that those people aren't trusted long-term because you're kind of billing onto or projecting onto your audience instead of connecting with them. The other type of energy that doesn't work very well is the diffused energy. So you don't take a stand, you don't have a clear message, and your energy is just kind of diffused. And the remedy for all that is to know how to expand your energy, but yet contain it. I thought the remedy for all that was to hire a good speaker trainer. I thought that... (laughs) I thought that was the remedy. I thought that, I thought well, that was the key. Um, I, cannot, I, I cannot agree with you more on that one. But, um, but, but I think the kinds of things that a, a good trainer can help you with, because you can't intellectualize it about it. Oh, I'm going to change my energy. Oh, I'm going to get out of my headspace. You have to really do experiential exercises to really learn how to do this. I like to give people experiences. Of and course. Just, I, and I think too that, a lot of people, when they first step into this place of, you know what, I need speaker training help, or gosh, I need to overcome that anxiety. They go to some of the tried, tested, and not so true things that, <laughs> that you know, some of the myths and misconceptions as to, for example, stage fright, a lot of people say, well, just stare at the back of the room. Don't look at your audience or envision them naked, oh, all those oh, things. No. It's like, so what are some of the other myths? Some of the myths we've been taught about public speaking, what are some of those? Yeah. So, so I just mentioned the one about projecting your voice versus mm-hmm. what I call radiating your voice. So people get out there and they try and project because they think that, that that's going to, again, excite their audience, but you really want to radiate it from inside. Right. right. And another myth is uh, count your ums. That's such a common thing. People ask me all the time, how do I stop saying so many ums? And if you focus on it, It's that old adage of what you resist persists. What you focus on is where your energy flows. So if you focus on a negative, you're going to get that negative because that's what your subconscious believes. So instead of focusing on not saying the ums, I help people get into their true essence and their internal Mm -hmm. energy. And then they don't say the ums because they're coming from a different place. You say ums because you're in your thinking mind. You're in that headspace. And if you get out of that, you're not going to be thinking as much. You're going to be just coming from who you are. 
It's one of those connecting words that needs to be eradicated from the English language. Unfortunately, it's a go-to one that's so short and simple. And having worked in the broadcasting world, it's one that um, if we're stuck for time and we're thinking and we don't want dead air, um seems to be the one that we automatically go to. But you're absolutely right. If you And I know that in certain speaking organizations, it's a trick and it's a tip to count them so you see how many you have. And you know what? There's a certain truth to that. If it's a chronic problem, I used to attend a staff meeting on a regular basis. And the person that ran the meeting, every third or fourth word was an um or an ah. So instead of the meeting being 10 minutes, it was 25 because you had to account for all of the ums oh, and ahs. I'm not lying. I wish I could make that up. But that's to the extreme. Most people in a 15, 20 minute, 30 minute presentation or a talk that they're giving at their networking group, if you have a few ums and ahs, it's probably okay. It makes you human, really is what it makes you. But like you say, when you're changing the the energy or when you're thinking differently about how you're talking and you're you're channeling it. Here's another example, which has nothing to do with the ums and ahs, but you'll appreciate this example. One of my favorite speakers is a guy by the name of Mike Lipkin. And Mike Lipkin, if you've ever heard him speak, and if you haven't, by the way, after the show, go go and listen to Mike Lipkin. One of the things that he shares is when he first entered the speaking world, he used to stutter and he still stutters on a regular basis. But when he's on stage, He does not stutter. He is so focused and so energetically connected with his talk, with his audience, with everything that he will not stutter. And it took him a lot of convincing that first time he got on stage to convince the meeting planner that he wasn't going to stutter because somehow the meeting planner found out he stuttered. And he said, no, 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 no. I will not. I guarantee you, not a promise, guarantee you, I will not stutter. And sure enough, when you hear him, he doesn't stutter for the same reasons that, like you say, rechanneling that energy to get control your ums and ahs and all the other things is very important. So I I want to move up to this. You teach this thing called the art of presence. What ex- What exactly is that? Yes, thanks for asking that because it's sort of a buzzword that people are using all over the place and nobody really knows what it means. And again, it's hard to intellectualize what it means. It's you you have to experience it. But so here's an example. Somebody walks into a room and the energy just kind of shifts and everybody notices that person. Another person might walk into the room and the energy doesn't change at all. In fact, later they go, uh, was Carl at that meeting? Uh, not you, Carl, but <laughs> was, was Carl at that meeting? I don't even remember if he was there or maybe they don't remember you were there right. because you don't have that presence. And some people think of presence as the same thing as mindfulness, but mindfulness is still in your mind. You're not thinking about the past. Mm-hmm. You're not thinking about what you're doing now or how that's going to affect the future, but you're still in your thinking mind. So I help people start with mindfulness, and then move into that full body presence so that they have all of that together. And that is powerful. Is there a a way you do that? Is there a a technique to use? If you're okay with that, Carl, I would love to take you through that experience. So you and your listeners can hear the difference. And it's just a few minute exercise, but I'll take you through it a little quicker than I normally do for people, but let's try it. So uh, are you are, okay? So are you putting me on the hot seat on my own show? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> oh, I love this. This is so much fun. <laughs> Turning the tables. 
<sighs> okay, fine, fine. Put me in the hot seat. Go for it. <laughs> well, I know you're going to be excellent the first okay. time. So, sure. so my challenge is to see if you can be even more fabulous because you're already sure. fabulous. Whereas a lot of people, when they start with this, you know, they sound like they're doing an elevator speech. Okay, so I'm going to have you talk for just a minute about what you do. Sure. Think tank here. I'm on the hot seat. Here we go. Uh, My name is Carl Richards. And essentially what I do is I help coaches, consultants, and other subject matter experts who think they don't have the time or the technical skills to launch a podcast. Well, I help them get into the podcasting space, allowing them to be seen as the go-to expert. You know, podcasts aren't going away. As a matter of fact, there's more than 3 million worldwide now. They allow you to be seen as the go-to expert, much the way a book allows you to be seen as the go-to to experts. So why not take the plunge and launch your podcast today? Okay. Awesome job. I got applause. Yay. (laughs) You got an A. So let's go for the A plus. Okay. So what I'm going to have you do and, and your listeners, if you're not driving, can do this along with us so that they get to be in the same space. And of course they won't do the before and after, but then they'll um, come from that space to listen to Carl. So go ahead and close your eyes, Carl. And listeners can follow along. Just close your eyes and let your body sort of sink into your chair and feel your feet on the ground. So you might feel carpeting, you might feel hardwood floors, but really feel your feet. Most of us are in our head. We have no idea what our feet are doing. And imagine you have roots that are 15 feet deep into the earth and they come up into your feet. Some people will imagine plant roots. Some people will just feel the energy and have that energy come up into your lower legs and up into your upper legs and bring that earth energy all the way up into your lower abdomen in the center of your body and a little towards the back and just sink a little bit more into your chair. Let your shoulders drop and focus all of your energy into this space I call your home space because this is your true essence. It's no longer your identity, who you are. It is the true essence of who you really are. You might imagine a light shining in there. You might imagine energy just joyfully moving back and forth, almost rocking inside your lower abdomen. And take just another moment and really feel what that feels like, the joy of that movement. Just allow, that's a huge word, allow that energy to be inside of you and flow so that you can move and radiate it out when it's time. And in just a moment, you're going to open your eyes. And from this place, again, tell us, what do you do for people, Carl? So what I do is I help coaches, consultants, and other subject matter experts who don't think they have the the time or the technical skills to launch podcasts, get into the podcasting space. We have tried, tested, true methods to help them do that, which allows them to be seen as the go-to expert, because at the end of the day, that's what we want to be seen as, is the one, the expert. And that's what we do. Oh, I love that. I was so much more drawn in. And it was, well, first of all, how did you feel different? I was way more relaxed. That's that's for sure. By the way, I did have my eyes closed for almost three minutes. So that that could have been why, but but I, I definitely felt the lowering of the 
maybe not the lowering, but the rechanneling or the refocusing of the energy. I could feel that as you were, I could hear your voice. I could hear you, you know, relaxing me and really helping me focus where I was going. So yeah. So it felt yeah. very different. Very good. Different. So everybody, when they go through this feels more relaxed and more calm. And when you come from that place, you're going to be a lot more dynamic and magnetic. And the other thing I noticed was that it was slower. And here's one of the myths that uh, I try and bust open this myth so often. These days, we are so bombarded with information and people speak at us so quickly. And the myth is speak really fast and say a lot so that you give people a lot of value and that they really don't ever get bored. Well, my experience of that is that it's hard for us to take all that in because we are so bombarded and our minds are so cluttered. When you slow it yeah. down, you actually have people hear you better and it lands better and it's it draws them in and it connects you as opposed to... You know. Well, and I think part of the challenge is we're, we're given these cookie cutter or these, these box timeframes of we're told, okay, you have 30 seconds or you have a minute, or you have whatever the time is. And we automatically, and I've worked with time after 25 years in broadcasting, I have a better understanding than a lot of people of how long 30 seconds is or a minute is, but still it's human nature to, to think, oh, I only have 30 seconds. And psychologically your brain, you have to be really polished, I guess I could say, with your words to know how long 30 seconds is, right? But when you, as you said, when you rechannel it, when the energy is different, that changes it because I think it also relaxes you. And it's almost a, if I can just, again, cite the experience that I just had, if I forget something, I don't want to say who cares, but which had a better connecting point. The first one, which was probably more had the, all the correct wording, but which had a different connection point. The second one that was a little bit more relaxed and slower. And so, yeah. Wow. What a phenomenal exercise. <laughs> Yeah. And that was just three minutes of it. Normally I do a much more expanded version and it's so powerful, but yeah, you say fewer uh, words, which is not only the myth is, you know, speak as fast as you can to yeah. not it just, but it's, you know, use a lot of words. And I do an exercise that just works on how can you use less speed and less words to have more impact? Well, thanks for walking me through that. I want to move along though, because I want to talk about something else and by the way, I mean, if if for no other reason, reach out to Marla after the podcast to uh, to go through that experience if you want to do that again. What's one of the most controversial topics that you teach? Because all speaker trainers are different, but what's one of the most controversial ones that, that you teach? Oh, we're going to go there, are we? <laughs> sure. Why not? Sure, Let's do it. Why not? This is, <laughs> this is speaking of speaking. So one of the most controversial is to not repress your masculinity or your femininity. Mm. And that topic is such a hot topic now. How do you, you know, if you're if you identify as male or female or neither, how do you connect with that without forcing it on people? And how do you connect with that? Because most people actually are repressing it now. They don't really know what to do. So they're repressing their masculinity or femininity, however they identify. And it will make you less relatable, less able for people to connect to you. So this is part of what I teach. How do you connect to that? 
are we avoiding them, the masculine feminine presence because of just everything that's gone on in the media for the last few years, or is it, does it go back even further to how we were raised or, or is it a, kind of a combination of everything? It is definitely a combination of everything. It's like food, food and sex and gender. There's so much stuff around that that we have been bombarded with since we were young. And it's such a, it's controversial and it's very emotional. There's so Mm -hmm. much attachment to it. And so a lot of people don't talk about it. And and when we talk about the feminine and masculine presence, is it, does that also include, or would that include how a female should speak, how a man should speak. Like, th- does that sort of come into it as well? Is that all part of it? It does, but I, I don't try and make everyone be the same. Right. What I help you do is find the best balance for you. Okay. We do look at, are you repressing something or not? But what okay. is the best balance for you so that you're really connected to who you are and you are so authentic that people are drawn in? Right. Because that, that authenticity is the piece that's going to bring people in. Because if you, if you just sound like every other speaker and you're not you, <laughs> or if you're trying to sound like someone else or sound, I've quite often worked with speakers as well, who will say, well, I'm trying to sound like I'm speaking professionally. I'm, I'm, a, I, I'm wearing my professional speaking hat right now. Well, there is no professional speaking hat. I've been looking in stores forever. I've never found one. <laughs> Right. But certainly to your There's point, a it's that for someone out there, if they, you know, if they exactly, exactly. I want to bring in one more question and then I want to pass it on to you to share with the audience what you'd like to leave with them today. But this question is, could be a little bit controversial, but maybe not so much, but how are you different or how is your approach different from say other speaker trainers or even other speaking organizations such as, you know, Dale Carnegie or Toastmasters or organizations like that? Yeah. Yeah. Those are all good. And, you know, the the more you do the better, but how I'm different is that I really focus on your energy, your mindset, and especially building your trust factor Mm-hmm. and your connection factor through your presence. I help you expand, not change your speaking personality. So what qualities could you add? And I, I haven't heard anybody else talk about this. What qualities can you add? Do you need to be more bossy? Do you need to be more or less funny? Do you need to be more controversial or edgy? Do you need to be more vulnerable, more likable? So I look at all of those things that are that are not typically what you see in other speaker trainings. And also, I have 18 different experiential exercises I take you through. We do three each session. And it's just huge that it, it makes such a difference versus, again, just giving you steps to take. Well, this has been a phenomenal conversation. And I'm so glad we finally took this opportunity to chat. We've been uh, trying to get this recorded for a few months now, so I'm glad we finally, finally do this. What would you like to pass along to the audience today? Is there anything that you'd like to invite people to or anything that you have coming up? Yeah, I have a workshop coming up. My workshop's called The Celebrated Speaker because I want you to celebrate speaking and not fear it, but actually enjoy it and be celebrated by others. So it's called The Celebrated Speaker. Yeah, speaking is fun. Yes. Oh, it's so much. I love it. So I have that coming up September 15th. I do teach it somewhat regularly, but not ongoing. So I hope you can make the September 15th. It's online. It's live. It's very interactive. And I keep it small 
So it will fill up so that you get a ton of practice and personal attention. And I also do one-on-one coaching. So um, to find out more about that, you can go to my website, marlapress.com and sign up for a chat with me. We can have coffee virtually and, uh, or if you're local, I can meet you in person. And I would love to meet with you and talk more about you as a speaker. Fantastic. That sounds like a great event. And absolutely. All of this information that Marla just shared with you, by the way, it will be in the show notes. So it'll be easy access to click the links and either jump into that event that again, that starts on the 15th of September. The recording of this episode is already early September. So if you don't latch onto it, that's fine because connect with Marla one way or the other for a conversation or like Marla said, she uh, she is able to work one-on-one with people as well. All of that information in the show notes. Before I let you go, Marla, and turn your presence loose onto the world one more time, <laughs> final thought that you'd like to pass on to our audience today. I believe everyone has a story. Everyone has a message. And I do what I do because I want to help you tell your message in an authentic and powerful way so that people will listen. Because there's a lot of information out there. We talked about a lot of noise. And whether you're helping someone to feel hope, inspiring change, or helping them with their business, health, or personal life, you can only do that if they connect to you and really hear you. So let's make it happen. Marla Press, public speaking coach, life coach, art of presence teacher. Thank you so much for uh, joining me on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. It was my pleasure. And remember... Get out there and own the platform. Thanks for listening to the Speaking of Speaking podcast. Fired up about something you heard today? Want to learn more? Be sure to visit carlspeaks.ca. And don't forget to follow Carl on Twitter at carlrichard72 or join the Facebook group Speaking of Speaking. 